0: who's your favorite comedian i think i'm
1: gonna have to go with dave Chappelle.
0: me too he is so funny
1: i love him i i think just the way that he talks and the way that he
0: he's brilliant
1: so brilliant
0: yeah and uh we talked a little bit about the special that he just did uh the 846 which was really powerful emotional um yeah but During our podcast with with, uh, Lindsay Gerhardt at Citizens Trust, which is coming up next, we learned that she knows Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Like hung out with him. Yeah. How cool is that? Amazing. I mean, he does live in Yellow Springs, which is very close to Columbus. And she was working in Dayton, which is just outside of Yellow Springs. So fun story. So glad we finally got to uh, connect with Lindsay We've known her for a long time. She's love so awesome. Her. She's awesome. We we're just really grateful that she took the time out during this crazy quarantine and protests and all that's going on to talk with us. And So I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk... Mm-hmm. A podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers and here's your host, Leanne Sims.
2: Hey
0: Lindsay. How's it going,
2: guys?
0: <laughs> good how are you. Thanks for good. being here
2: tonight. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: How have
3: you?
2: It's been weird. Um, I mean, I can't remember the last time I had like more than a week off, let alone
3: months. Like, three
2: months, I guess. And you know, especially with starting the year with Angels Envy as well, it was like seven days a week from the get go, and then it was just nothing. So it's it's been a weird adjustment, but I think it's been good. I think a lot of us really needed that kind of pause to get back into you know the idea of everything.
0: When was your last day at Citizens Trust?
2: March 14th, maybe, I think. It was the Saturday before everything closed down. So, yeah, I think it was the 14th.
0: And how did you learn about you were going to be closing for a while?
2: <laughs> I was actually at a friend's house and um, on Sunday, and we were watching that terrible TV show, Love is Blind. And all of a sudden, I started getting texts from... Rebecca Monday, Annie Williams-Pierce, and everyone else being like, hey, check the news. We're closed, closed. Like, we're done. So, tuned in, and then went over to Lawbird just to, you know, see Annie, and it was it was really good, but really sad, because, like, it was kind of where everyone went. A lot of hugs, a lot of tears. Um, Annie is one of my best friends, so... know watching her business grow so well and then just close was heartbreaking but so that was that was a a weird time and then it we're like okay well this is gonna last you know a couple weeks and then keep going and you know answering a lot of like unemployment questions that I didn't know the answer to and like myself I I didn't get my unemployment for eight
3: weeks oh wow
2: So I didn't, like, I, again, very lucky that I had Angel's Envy on the side and all the other things. But still, yeah, I was like, okay, maybe it'll show up. Maybe it won't. I don't know.
3: Wow. Wow. So what do you mean you have Angel's Envy? Tell me about that.
2: So starting this year, I started working for Angel's Envy as their whiskey guardian for, it'll eventually be all of Ohio, but for right now it's Columbus. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm basically their brand ambassador. I'll go around. I do educations, um, staff trainings. Mm-hmm. I'll host events. Just kind of anywhere. Right now, we're working on bottle engravings. Awesome. So, fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, it's been a good change.
3: We'll have to get you um, into our bourbon center to do a... Uh English. absolutely mm-hmm. and the women women and whiskey maybe you could present.
2: oh yeah absolutely yeah. listen i'm i'm here for anything anybody wants to do <laughs> i've offered somebody i was like anybody just want to sit around and listen to me talk about whiskey for a while i'll do it <laughs> we um,
3: always do so what have you been doing um, during this furlough
2: um it's been i've been going on a lot of walks I live in the short north, so my friends just stop by. Logan usually stops by my house at any given point of the day, at least like four times a week. <laughs> knocks, and then I look out my window. I'm like, okay, Logan's here. Great. Great. <laughs> but uh, a lot of walking. Uh, the I've been going down to see my family a lot. I'm from Dayton, so my mom has been just loving it. She was like, I know you miss work, and... I'm she's like I know you're ready to go back but I'm going to be sad cuz I can't just call you to come down anymore.
3: <laughs> Aw, that's uh, all. Awesome. So it's,
2: it's been good to see a lot of the family. Like I have uh, two nephews and a niece. So I was able to, you know, go down and celebrate everybody's birthdays and kind of like get back to the basics and like readjust a lot of things that I would put on the side. My house is immaculately clean for the first time, and who knows how long.
3: <laughs> awesome. Have you been baking any bread? Because I was. <sighs> I
2: think i I have to be the only person who isn't baking bread. Like, I it I have to be, okay. but all my friends are. So I'm like, hey, I know that you guys can't eat all of that forever. So, like, one of my friends started making pizzas in like the same. Fashion, when we all worked at Harvest, they figured out kind of how to make the dough. So we've been making those a lot, and that's been great. That's
3: awesome. Yeah. So you're originally from Dayton. What brought you to Columbus?
2: I've been in Columbus for about 10 years, maybe a little under. Um, I came here with a boyfriend at one point and uh, started working at El Camino was my first job. And it was like right when they opened. So there was no 16 bit or anything like that. It was a very weird area. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I probably have all of my craziest bar stories from that job in nine months. Then, and I was at Curio for six years, then at Citizens for two almost. And, but so I've just randomly worked my way through the through the system, I guess.
3: So what's your craziest El Camino bar story?
2: Um, <laughs> one time when we had just put the patio in outside, I was leaving work. It was like <clears throat> one of the first times I'd been cut early. And El Camino and Little Palace have a connecting back hallway. And my car was parked right out front. And I was walking out and I saw this guy sitting on our patio. And I was like, twenty one twenty two and just really thought I was a lot tougher than I was, which happens. And <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this like older man, uh, I he was homeless. But he'd come in a lot and he was always really nice, would just sit in the corner and read a book. I saw him sitting on the patio and I said to him, I was like, Hey, you can't have those four locos out here, you know, and he got really mad at me. Very defensive. He was like, you can't tell me what to do. And I was like, all right. And I was managing at the time. I was like, I have to go inside. I have to call the cops. It's like, you're not going to comply. Long story short, he rolled out his sleeping bag on the patio, cracked every one of them open, started chugging them. And then screaming expletives at me, put on hand wraps at one point to try and fight me. <laughs> it was like it escalated so fast i didn't even know how to stop it i was like it's now 4 in the morning and i want to go home but you're now in front of my car and i just can't leave this is my nightmare and then when the cops came to arrest him he jumped over the balcony like he like winked at me and then jumped over to try and like grab me and they slammed him down and then made me write my Statement on his window the whole time when he was like I'm gonna I'm coming for you. I never saw him again, but I was yeah. like, all right, never mind. I'm I don't want to correct people anymore. I'm very scared of this. <laughs>
3: Crazy. So you <laughs> went for a while. You went from El Camino to Curio.
2: I did. I I went from El Camino and then I was at Harvest for oh. maybe like two months or so, and it was like a random lunch shift and Travis Owens just walked up and to me and he was like, Hey, come talk to me whenever you have a minute. And I walked over and he was like, Hey, you want to work here? And I was like, yeah, abs- yes, I do. And he was like, great. You start tomorrow. And then that was it. And however many years later I was like, all right, cool. This is a, this is a great job. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had.
3: How sad were you when that closed?
2: Oh, heartbroken. Absolutely. It, it was definitely something that we all saw coming and it's not to say we weren't profitable. We were, you know, one of the busiest, most recognized bars in Ohio from what I would say, but it was, it was time for a new change. And, uh, the way I think our entire staff kind of put it was, it was really sad, but all of us were so talented in our own different ways. We kind of needed to be kicked out of the nest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so many great things have happened from that. I moved on to Citizens. Annie opened Lobbard. Yep. Ben is doing amazing things right now. You know, everyone was kind of able to branch out and find their own niche. Cade now lives in Texas, working for the uh, owner and creator of IBM. Doing art restorations for him. Oh wow! Yeah, just like crazy things. I was like, "All right, everybody's everybody's doing great here."
3: That's awesome. Yeah, Citizens Trust. You have a date for reopening? Not currently.
2: Uh, as of right now, the plans were that around June fifteenth or so, we were all going to sit down and discuss everything. But you know, there are bigger things in the world happening right now, so we're kind of stepping back and seeing what we can do to give back in other ways. And, you know, luckily our landlords are very kind to us and, you know, understand the circumstances. So we are blessed that we have the time. I know a lot of places aren't so fortunate. So that's been that's been good. Hope we're hoping around July, but the internet will tell. I'll I'll eventually post something. I just don't wanna give anyone false hope that like hey, come get a cocktail because you know as of last week we were on curfew. So
0: yeah, yeah. So I love um, how
3: Veritas is uh, selling off or selling their their extraordinary selection of wines. Oh, but, it's been phenomenal. Yeah, we've we bought a bottle of Dom Perignon. We bought a bottle of Clicquot, which I've never had before. And I love that they're giving the proceeds to you guys. Kudos to them.
2: There, it's really an incredible company. And, you know, a lot of kudos to Greg for putting that together. And, you know, I saw him a couple weeks after everything had closed, I came in and I was doing some cleaning and some rearranging with the bars and helped him like for one day, I put like some of the bottles together and I walked in and I was overwhelmed. He was like, Lindsay, I haven't really had a day off. He's like, I'm busier now than I was when we were running a full restaurant because they were doing the delivery, and mm-hmm. you know, the price point was low, and it was just, it was incredible.
3: Yeah, that's that's very smart and uh, a wonderful thing, and it's a great service for us. Yeah, you know, because it's like you're right. by professionals. But yeah, we, we so look forward to. You know,
2: you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a completely different program. And uh, again, I'm very fortunate that I, all my best friends are, you know, have been in the game for so long, have their ideas. We, so I've been talking a lot with uh, Rebecca Money and Annie about, you know, what are we going to be able to do as, because, you know, if you're at, like a dive bar or wherever, cracking a beer and handing that is different. I think for us, what we really work to, you know, perfect in a certain way is how we deliver the cocktail. We create an experience, Mm -hmm. which is why beyond that, we're able to charge so much, a little bit more higher than other people. And, you know, there's an art form to it. It's so once we're kind of restricted in that way, it changes everything. Instead of me being able to sit there and, you know, make you a cocktail and grab a whole bunch of things, I'm going to have to focus more on draft cocktails, bottled cocktails. Um, the whole business sense changes. Yeah. So it's going to be so much more for safety and things that I'm not, that we're not necessarily used to having to look out for, like Social distancing, wearing gloves, making sure people are taken care of, masks. It's, it's going to be a different ball game, but I feel like everyone's really ready for it. It's going to be a nice shift.
3: So, but just so our listeners can, can have a little comfort, Citizens Trust is definitely going to reopen. It's- oh,
2: absolutely. Without a doubt. And I am very excited for it. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm excited for just the overall bar industry and their change but you know I definitely have a couple things on my sleeve and how we're going to be able to really make the experience just as exciting but in a different way one of our favorite things to do and I'm sure you guys are aware is our menus we love messing with our menus we love trying to change it up every time and right now since a lot of people aren't doing contact menus we can change them online. I can change a cocktail every day of the week if I wanted to. And that's so fun because I am very well known and Logan loves to make fun of me for it that I am the make me something person. I love off the cuff things. And as long as I, God willing, remember to write them down constantly, which I don't, but it's fine. (laughs) So that's, I'm very excited for that aspect of it.
3: What are you you making at home um, during quarantine cocktail for yourself?
2: So, I have been making a lot of – Angel's Envy has been asking us to do, you know, cocktails from home and that kind of thing. And so that's actually been still fun to create things. And at home, I can definitely get a little bit more weird than usual. Like everybody has their pantry challenge, but my pantry is just full of nonsense. So, you know, making like a high chew syrup because high chews are amazing. Or, you know, I I still have a lot of uh, shiso syrup from when we were open, taking that home and frozen it. And so a lot of really like wonky pisco sours. My neighbors, we share a patio and they have a garden that's full of lemon balm which i've been definitely taking a lot of advantage of a lot of sage um a rhubarb strawberry syrup throw a little bit of gin in there it's been fun
3: awesome so will any of those things be on the menu when oh yeah
2: oh absolutely so many again tahine, i've been throwing that in everything i can because one of my favorite things in the world.
3: So you mentioned you mentioned several different syrups. I didn't recognize the post to that, that you said.
2: Hai is a Japanese candy.
3: Okay.
2: Um they're kind of like Starburst, but they have a like a little bit of like a different texture to them. Uh and they also have different flavors. They have like a kiwi, banana, a strawberry and you can pick them up at Saraga. Actually like right now I think a lot more places have started carrying them because they kind of had like the Topo Chico blow up as I like to so endearingly call it. Um, so, you know, make a simple syrup, cook that down as well, add it in. Um, or Shiso. Shiso is like a Japanese mint, but it's really, really funky. It's one of my, I took that from Curio for sure. Cause Travis Owens absolutely loves Shiso. and. You do the same thing. I always just, like, kind of steep it in to break up some of those flavors in it. And it creates almost this, like, floral sweet mint to it, if you will. Okay. And then I'll throw that into a daiquiri. Daiquiri's are always my go-to. I you just too. can't get enough of them.
3: Me too. That I love awesome. a daiquiri. They're the best. Tell us your best bar story. I know you told us the El Camino one. <laughs> that one's just wild. <laughs> ooh, my. Um, ooh,
2: that's always a good question. Yeah. I would say, I think one of my best bar stories is a very quick one, but it is the day that I was at Curio we were very busy and I happened to be running the floor And I'm not a tall person, uh, but (laughs) apparently Aaron Rodgers was in the bar, and he was a famous football player, and I yelled at him to (laughs) get out of my way multiple times, and I accidentally threatened to kick him out. That And our kitchen staff at Harvest was like, did you just yell at Aaron Rodgers? And I was like, I don't know if he's your friend. Tell him to move. (laughs) And then immediately after, they were like, are you kidding me? And I called my dad, and he was like, don't yell at famous people. I was like, well, dad, he didn't move. It wasn't very nice. He was very big and in my way. (laughs) He was like, that's what football players are, Lindsay. They're big. Uh, Back in Dayton, I used to – I worked at Sidebar, the original one. And Dave Chappelle used to come in all the time another famous person I would never recognize, ever. And I actually met him on Father's Day when I was, I think I was like 19 or 20 or something. And I saw it on the reservation books and I didn't believe it. I was like, who put Dave Chappelle down? That's dumb. (laughs) So this giant because every time I would seen him before that it was on the Chappelle show and he was super lanky and so this really giant black dude walks in like super built and like smoked a stick outside threw it walked in with sunglasses straight to the back and I was like all right okay well and I was standing outside after my shift was done drinking a coffee and he comes out and stands next to me and he was like Heard you didn't believe Dave Chappelle was here. And I was like, yeah, can you believe somebody would write that down? That's dumb. We're in Dayton. Yes. <laughs> Having the absolute conversation with Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and he couldn't get over the fact that I didn't believe it was him. So he started coming in all the time, hang out with me at the host stand. We would karaoke every Thursday together.
3: Oh my God. Roller yes.
2: disco, laser tagging together. Wow, great! He's one of the nicest humans you will ever meet.
3: That's amazing. He's great. So you're in the short north. What's it been like with all of the uh, marching and protesting? Have you joined in at all?
2: I have been in a couple of the protests. Uh, I've been doing a couple marches. It's it's been interesting because you know I see online a lot of people reporting things and being like they're tearing down our city and complete opposite for me yeah I personally think what's going on is beautiful yeah I think beyond the fact that it's completely boarded up the shore north looks stunning the artwork is incredible Mm -hmm. um you know people have been so kind my neighbors and I have offered like our houses and our patios for during the curfew for people if they needed like a break or you know to step aside if they didn't think they were going to make it home and were concerned to wow. pop by
3: great.
2: like, I'm definitely in the heart. I live right by a uh, mission coffee and like Mouton. Yeah. So. But it's, it's been honestly very calm down here. Good. Everybody's been very respectful. You know, it's, it's been a, So it's definitely been different. It gets, it's eerily quiet driving. I think I'm going to have a hard time getting used to again. Once people start trafficking through but
3: yeah well Lindsay you look amazing thanks guys and we're so happy we have been to get you on our podcast for so long we wish we could see you in person but you know we'll- as
2: soon as you guys are ready let me know I have nothing but time I'm very free <laughs> Well, thanks for taking the time. Be oh, thank time. you guys so much, Richie. It was so good to see you. Thank you. And we look
3: forward
2: to seeing you in person soon. Yes, I'll see you guys so soon. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. Listeners, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at CBUS Craft Cocktail Tour. Visit our website at Columbus for cocktail tour dates, women in whiskey tastings, special events, merchandise. And if you're looking for a gift for that special person in your life, get them a gift card to our cocktail tour. Thank you to our producer, Greg Hansberry, and to the biographer for our original music. And please remember to drink responsibly and be cocktail curious. Cheers.